My name is Monica Kretschmer, CEO of the Universal Women's Network, Woman of Inspiration Awards, and support her. This is the Woman of Inspiration podcast, featuring business leaders, entrepreneurs, and change makers who lead, inspire, and motivate. Tune in as we put women into the spotlight. Listen to the inspiring interviews of women paving the path for others to follow. Learn the career paths, leadership wisdom, and stories of women who lead by example and inspire us to dream big. Get ready to be inspired. My name is Monica Kretschmer and I'm the founder and CEO of the Universal Women's Network, Women of Inspiration Awards, and this is the Women of Inspiration podcast, where we speak with women who lead, inspire, and motivate. Today, I have a very special guest who has an incredible story. Um, today with me is Anna Hilberry, and she is the Wealth Management Advisor with National Bank. Welcome, Anna, to the Women of Inspiration podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm incredibly excited to be here today. So I was really looking forward to having you on the podcast because you have, you and I, when we first actually spoke, we had a, a sister moment almost of, yeah. you know, kind of similar paths um, and, and, you know, roads of adversity, but you would never know that by looking at looking at us. I mean, you've achieved so much success. Um, people would say, really? Um, and so I'd really love to start with, um, let's actually go back. Let's go back to where you were when you were, you know, a young woman. Did you ever think that you'd be in this role working for a great big national bank? Like, what was that path like for you? No, not at all. And I think, you know, probably when people look at me, I've actually had people say, you know, that they think I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth and it could not be further from the truth. So uh, I've spent most of my life living on an island. Uh, when I was little, uh, I have a twin sister and an older brother and my parents were high school sweethearts, uh, soulmates. I think they still are soulmates. They're one of the lucky few, you know, uh, but we didn't have very much money when we were growing up. We, we lived on Quadra Island. We had a hand dug well, a generator, and we lived in a log house, but our house was full of love. So my childhood was very, very happy. Uh, and then we moved to Vancouver Island and, you know, my parents were sort of struggling. Uh, they used to say that we lived below the poverty line, but again, my, my childhood was happy. So uh, that's all that mattered and had lots of love. And then my, my parents decided that they were, you know, going to try to find a different way to, to maybe bring more income in and they, they got into finance and they worked really, really hard. I remember my, you know, my dad coming home at like nine o'clock at night, you know, my parents would pull long hours. They worked really, really hard. And then they built up a successful practice. And, uh, you know, I'm one of those kind of people who has an inquisitive mind. I'm interested in everything. I'm very passionate about pretty much everything in life. Um, but I decided that, you know, finance and wealth management was something that was really interesting to me. And so I joined my family's practice. I went to university and uh, joined the practice and I got married. Um, but there were definitely some struggles, uh, struggles along the way that, to bring me here. 
So, you know, what were some of those struggles? Uh, and I mean, you know, like you said, um, people look at you and they see all your success, but I think it's really important. I mean, we, we call the woman of inspiration podcast, you know, women of inspiration don't wait for the opportunities. They create them, you know, and I've always said that every woman has a story and actually every person has a story. So I know that you and I connected because we had both experienced being a single mom at one point in time. And so, you know, um, I know there's always single moms listening. There's always women in transition that are leaving, um, you know, partnerships and marriages. And I just really believe that um, your story can help uh, really inspire them and motivate them and see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. So sometimes you can plan and do everything right. And life is unexpected. As, as you know, things happen <laughs> that that you can't plan for life throws you curveballs. So um, I've always tried to do, you know, everything right. You can never be 100% right, but I tried to follow all of society's rules, you know, be a good person, you know, uh, get married, be very careful, do my planning, have a baby, have two babies. And pretty soon uh, I found myself, uh, the person that I was married to um, had some mental illness, you know, that's something that people don't see when they look at another person what's going on you know in between the ears or, or behind the wall uh, and he started self-medicating and he became a substance abuser and so I had a five-month-old baby and a two-year-old and you know uh, pretty soon I, f I found myself married to somebody who was in jail for scaring me a lot uh, a lot you know uh, I still went to work every day but it was really hard um, and that period where, you know, you're sort of staying in bed one morning or late at night and, and you wake up and you think, holy, holy heck, I feel really scared. You know, like, how did I get to this place? Um, that's really hard to go through. So I'm going to try not to cry. Ooh. Um, that period, uh, I decided it was so hard. It was so, so hard. Um, so if you find yourself in a situation and you're struggling, but first of all, what you need to do is surround yourself with people that can be a good support network to you. Um, number two, I want you to know that if you find yourself in um, an abusive situation, it's not because you chose that, it just sort of happens to you, but you can get out uh, and you have to be strategic and careful and you have to get help, but you can get out. And when I went through that period, what I realized is holy heck, if I can go through this and I can literally make it out alive, literally, um, I can do anything. Mm. And when I went through that, it was when, so you live long enough in life, everybody goes through challenges, everybody, nobody gets out without a challenge in life. But when you go through a period where you are challenged to your very core, you can choose to use that to your advantage and the way that you would do that is you it, it acts as a reset for your life I mean you can reset your life at any time but when you're challenged like that um, you know your brain converts like 80% of your daily habits to like autopilot right so when you go through that it's like hold up let's reevaluate everything let's look at how we're doing and you know how, how are you proceeding towards the future and so what that enabled me to do was really think about a what could I have done better what could I change uh, 
you know, was I holding myself back? Because before that, I've always been a very motivated person, but I just, I felt like I was spinning my wheels. And then I went through this very traumatic experience and I did a lot of thinking and a lot of self-reflection. And what I realized is that I was actually holding my myself back. So I, I made it through that period safely. Um, you know, the, the person was held accountable. Um, I had a lot of love and support around me. Um, so I was incredibly grateful for the company that I work for, for my family and my friends. I realized how fortunate I really was. Uh, but I also realized that this fear of failure that I had had before that held me back from really going for it, for, you know, going for whatever it is that I wanted in, in life, whether it was, you know, career or travel or anything, that that actually held me back from my peak success. Mm -hmm. And so I find uh, that, and actually one thing I want to talk about, if you look at men and women, um, what I have seen happen, particularly in younger women, is that I think sometimes young men will wait until they're 70% ready and then they just go for it. And I think that lots of times women, I mean, I don't know if it's society or how we came to be like this, but a lot of times we wait until we're 120% when we want to make sure that we're, we're, we're ready for it. But what you end up doing is you're actually holding yourself back. Mm-hmm. And so having gone through this period, I understood what real fear was. And so stuff doesn't really scare me anymore. I still get nervous, um, you know, but I way more able to handle, uh, you know, like rejection or like little stumbles or little failures because uh, I'm, not, I'm not afraid anymore. Uh, I can put real fear into perspective and being nervous about, you know, I, I don't know, applying for a new job or taking a calculated risk. It's now I can say, okay, well, those are just my nerves talking and I can push through those and failure because you, if you think about it, uh, I felt like I had failed initially, having put myself in that situation. How could have I married this person? You know, they, uh, I could not have picked a, a, probably a worse person to marry, to be honest, you know. But, yes, you could have. You could have picked my ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, right? But the, the thing is, is that life happens to you and sometimes curveballs are thrown at you and a lot of it is outside of your control. So all you can really control is this right here and your actions. That's, I know that sounds so basic and simple, but that's all you can control. And if you look at the most successful people in life, people look at them, they think that person has never failed. People look at you, Monica, and they say, oh, she's never failed. But that is so not true. I mean, in order to be successful, you have to be like, you know, like those little punching punching dolls that they, you knock them down, they bounce right back and off they go and then they get knocked down, off they go. It's the same kind of thing, right? You, you just have to dust yourself off and change the way that you, that you look at failure. Failure is not having a stumbling block or making a mistake. Failure is probably just giving up. I mean, it's grit that will make you successful. It is the absolute love and belief in self that will drive you forward. And that was another thing that I realized when I, I went through that, because when you're in an abusive situation, abusive relationship, um, that person has a fractured ego inside of themselves and they have control over another person to try to like fill the cracks in their soul or their spirit. Mm-hmm. And that, that person, um, 
and there aren't people like that out there. Um, you know, this person happened to have mental illness, but I, you know, I've, I have come across other people like that where they, you know, that's just how they had to make themselves feel good about themselves. And one thing I realized was I like me. I like me. You know, I don't want to change me. I don't need to change me to be somebody else to be successful. I decided that I can be successful being my happy, positive self. You know, I, I'm, I'm a nice person, but you can still be a real go-getter. You don't have to be, you know, mean or uh, or cruel or any of those things. So that was another thing that I learned. Um, and I learned that in business too. Um, so I work with my father partner with him my dad is six foot three tall guy big broad shoulders I'm very petite five four you know uh, a lot of our clients had seen me growing up in the industry as a child literally you know um, answering phones and you know working as a teenager to help my parents grow their business and so one of the things I struggled with as a young woman is having our clients recognize me as an adult and a mature individual and so uh, I was always trying to be my father. And you'll run into this if you have like a, you know, some sort of a mentor or somebody you really look up to. You think, oh, I have to be that person in their role in order to be successful. And then one day it finally hit me. I don't have to be him. I can just be me. Like he's totally different. He has an analytical brain. He's a driver. I'm an empathetic driver. Uh, we're very different. And what I brought to the table wasn't trying to be him you can never be a better version of somebody else you can only be the best version of you and so realizing that I could just bring myself to the table and me was good enough and I could just grow me and once I did that I lost my fear of failure I stopped holding myself back I started pushing past discomfort or you know being uncomfortable I started growing myself it was like like a rocket ship it was unbelievable and I haven't looked back. It's been, it's been incredible. And for those that aren't watching this video right now, they're actually listening to it. Anna's got this great big desk and she's got all <laughs> of these awards lined up there. And you are a woman of inspiration uh, finalist. So congratulations on, on that. You've been nominated and you are, you've got such an inspirational story, Anna. And, you know, you said something really important, um, where, and I can relate to this, is that because of the adversity that you experienced, you're like, it, you became fearless. And, yeah. you know, it's it's almost like when you're at the worst or you're at the lowest, you're like, I'm still breathing. I still survived. So what could be worse than that moment? And so, yeah. you know, that, that punching, and I am visualizing that, I, I think it was like a plastic clown or something. I don't think yeah. they sell them anymore, but <laughs> I remember from my childhood, <laughs> the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. When you, it just keeps on coming back, but it is about taking all of those lessons and believing in you that you can do it. And I built Woman of Inspiration because I had one person that believed in me. So Anna, as you were going through that time, who was that one person for you that believed in Anna that helped you even believe in you even more? Did you have that one person? Oh, I'm so lucky. I have a whole family. Yeah. And so I believe in me, first of all. You have to have absolute self-love. I always talk about keep your self-love absolute. But I have a, I have a whole family. My family's amazing. Mm -hmm. I am so fortunate. Uh, 
I have a whole family that that believes me. My parents always told me, you can do it. You can be whoever you want to be as long as you believe in yourself. And that's true. You can be whoever you want to be. It may You may not get there through the route that you thought it was going to be or the path that you originally took. It, it might take a, you know, might veer off left or right, but you can be anything that you want to be. You just have to believe in yourself. So yes, I was very fortunate. I have a wonderful family. They are incredible. Um, but I think that's something that's really, really important is to always surround yourself with people that are going to love you and support you and raise you up. Don't be around people who are going to tear you down, set those people aside and, and walk away. You know, uh, you need people that support you and you need people that are going to challenge you too. I think it's also important to surround yourself with friends um, and mentors and people that are going to challenge you and inspire you because uh, they will help you along your path and they will help you become a better version of you. So what words of advice can you give to, if there's some sort of listener listening right now, just to, to take that next step to go towards that vision that, you know, take that next step um, to overcoming, you know, something that really scares them right now, whether that's a transition in a job or leaving a relationship um, or, you know, even, you know, talking to a financial advisor. <laughs> I think it's really important to take a calculated risk. Uh, you have to take calculated risk for everything. I'm a big study of uh, study of philosophy. I, I just that's what I do late at night. I don't see up late watching TV. I read philosophy. Anyway, one of the people that I've been reading lately is Marcus Aurelius, and he lived two thousand years ago. And one of the things that he said, and I just love the fact that you can have these truths about life that transcend thousands of years and they're still valid today, that there is no guarantee for the future. All you have mm. is right now, this point right here. That's mm. all you've got. So it's important to plan for the future, but you also have to live for today. So don't let your fear of failure hold you back. If I had one piece of advice that I, if I could have learned this you know, I don't know, 15 years earlier, uh, I would be so much further than I am today, uh, is to don't let fear of failure hold you back. You only live once, so you might as well go for it. So be like Nike and just do it. Be like Nike and just do it. And you will find that not only are you more successful, but more importantly, you're, you're actually being more true to yourself, true to your own true desires of the way that you want to live your life. And so you end up being a more happier and fulfilled person because you're not waiting for tomorrow to bring the future to you. You're seeking it out right now. So live for today. That's all you have. And you've got to be one of the most positive people that I've ever met. And I love the fact that you're like tenacious and you go after what you want. Um, and you're ambitious and that is okay. And you step into the spotlight, but can I ask you, were you always comfortable stepping into that spotlight? Even when we talk about the Woman of Inspiration Awards, you know, like share that you've been nominated. Were you comfortable? Are you comfortable? Or is that like a continuous kind of, you know, challenge for your own self to kind of go, you're worth it. Just step into it and go for it. 
That's a really good question. I, you know, kind of an interesting combination. I'm a very much an extroverted person. I'm a twin, so I don't know if I mentioned that. I'm a, I have a, I'm a identical, identical twin sister, and so you know, as a child, I always, you know, you sort of get more attention as a twin. I, I'm definitely an extroverted individual. I love being around people, but to be the center of attention. Oh, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable, to be honest.、Uh, so I started a YouTube channel. I've done I don't know over 155 financial videos.、Uh, it was not natural for me at all. That you want to talk about discomfort? It was so uncomfortable. My first video, I took 70 takes, 70, and I didn't even do it. I didn't even like post it because was I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was suffocating. I was so nervous, and I showed my mom. She's like, Anna, you have to breathe. I'm like, Oh, right. And you know, so no, not at all. I I, I don't feel comfortable being the center of attention. It it makes me feel uncomfortable. But I have a policy, and that is, get comfortable being uncomfortable. So I want to be uncomfortable, so I'm not just coasting all the time, right?、Uh, So I continually try to challenge myself, whatever it is, whether it's like in fitness,、um, you know, self development, in business,、uh, you know, efforts towards the community. I strongly believe in making the community a better place.、Uh, I feel like I'm a very fortunate human being, and so I want to give back to the community. But no,、uh, being center of anyone's attention, you know, on a on a bigger scale, it doesn't make me comfortable. But I think it's important, and if I could use this opportunity to inspire one person, you know, there's got to be somebody who's listening, who maybe is realizing that they're holding themselves back a bit. If I can inspire one person to really go for it, well, then that in itself is is reward all along. And so that first video you recorded, I think the number is like seventy thousand, isn't it? Seventy thousand that first video. That you recorded,、oh, isn't that how no, many views you got? Or I, I, I haven't looked lately. I know I've got a couple of million accumulated views. I think、oh, I honestly、sorry. have a, a couple million. Yeah, no, no, not, not no, seventy thousand. No, no, I had like six hundred views of the first one. No, so this is the thing. Like people look at my video. I get people reach out to me all the time. Like across Canada, I talk to a guy in Saudi Arabia, like all the time. They put out these financial videos. I'm on LinkedIn, and I'm out there, you know, just trying to be positive and share good financial,、uh, you know, advice. And I get people that reach out to me all the time, so it's a, it's really really fun, and I, and I enjoy it. And people often say, "Oh, you're such a natural," and it's like, "Whoa, so not a natural." I had to work so hard to get to where I am today on camera. I had to work so hard. So that's the other thing, you know. You don't have to be really good at whatever it is you're trying to do to start. I wasn't. Go look at my YouTube channel. I, my first videos are not good. <laughs> They're not very good, but I I kept at it, and it has been the best thing I have ever done. It's the best thing I've ever done. It has challenged me. It's made me a better advisor. It's made me a better communicator. It's made me better at thinking efficiently and boiling down a, you know, a thought that I want to convey to clients or. Whomever, it's been the best thing I ever did. So sometimes the hardest things you're ever going to do are going to be the best for you in the long run. But no, I was not natural at all. It took a lot of hard work and effort. But if you look at studies, statistically speaking, the people that are successful are the ones that have grit. Grit is not giving up. You just got to keep trying, and you're going to start from zero, and you're just going to keep stepping up. 
and moving up the ladder and eventually you'll look back and you're like, holy heck, look at this mountain I climbed. Mm. Well said, well said. I just, you know, I had to ask that question because there is not one woman that I have met that is not a little bit uncomfortable about stepping into that spotlight. And so from speaking with, you know, you and, and reconfirming, you know, like how scared you were that very first video that you um, put out into the world, you know, it's just like that. And I, I, I have to agree. I am going to start doing a TikTok, and I am petrified of doing it, but I'm like going to go, this is my first getting serious with the TikTok stuff. Um, and I think we can all relate to that. We're humans. Yeah. Well, you know, I think one of the things that people are always worried about is like, what if I put myself out there and people think I look dumb or I sound dumb or whatever, they judge me. Well, you know what? If they think you sound dumb, they're not going to watch you anyway. <laughs> so problem solved. And the people that are watching you like you and they connect with you. So don't worry about it. You know, you just have to start somewhere and you just, you just have to go for it. You only live once. So why live a life of half regrets about things you wish you could have done? Why not just do it and see where it takes you? Hey, I'm going to ask you another question too now, and this is always a big one. And, you know, have you ever felt imposter syndrome? Like, you know, like with social media and the comparisons out there, there's that comparison piece and that imposter syndrome. And, you know, you're putting out, you know, some really great information into the world. Have you ever felt that? And if you have, how did you overcome it? So I've never felt imposter syndrome about like my job or stuff that I'm doing, but I have had the very good fortune of working for National Bank, National Bank Financial, and I, I have been recognized quite a bit. I have been very, very fortunate, and, and I definitely have felt in, imposter syndrome, like, what you know, do I deserve these awards? You know, I just feel so honored and humble to have received the recognition that I have received that, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have felt just in awe that I am being recognized and it's like dude like are they crazy like are they seeing me like why are they picking me like I don't know if I deserve this so yeah I mean I you know even this being nominated I was so honored to be nominated for the Universal Women's Network and uh it's just I, I don't know if it's just you know, you know humility uh, and the feeling of honor uh you know but yeah I mean at, at no step of the way did I ever feel like, yeah, I deserve this? Not at all. No, not at all. Uh, I have felt incredibly grateful and um, I don't know that if I have overcome that, but I know that it is really important to celebrate your wins. So I think a lot of times as women, we like to be humble and, you know, not celebrate it. But if you, if you receive an award, you need to sing it from the rooftops and yell it from the mountains. And here's why, because you will be inspiring others. And it's important to receive recognition. Like if, if someone is recognizing you, it's important to just give yourself a pat on the back and celebrate that and say, you know, I worked really hard and I'm proud of myself. And maybe you'll be inspiring other people in your place because you don't know. I mean, especially in our industry, it's 75% men. So that's not something that we talked about, but I work in finance there are not a lot of women in our industry and that our industry has had to fight to get to 25% female uh, representation. I mean, when my mother joined the industry, 
uh, my father was the uh, financial advisor, or I guess they would call them stockbrokers back in the day. Mm-hmm. She wanted to become a, a stockbroker too, a financial advisor. And the management at the time, it's obviously a different company in, in you know, a couple of decades ago, they said, "What? why is it enough for you to you know work underneath your husband? Why do you want this so much? And my mother said, because I want the responsibility. So there's a lot of industries out there uh, where you know, it's male dominated still. My, my aunt works in one, she's a log scaler. She's a log scaling company. Talk about the logging industry, you know, or, you know, like being an electrician or whatever it is. I mean, there's lots of industries where they're, it's still male dominated. And if you are a woman in those industries, gosh, darn it, you better take a leadership position and you better shout it from the rooftops. And if you get recognized, you need to tell people about it because it it's sort of like planting a garden. So my parents moved into this neighborhood about three decades ago and uh, nobody really had any flowers. My mom is a bit of a green thumb and she planted this beautiful garden with this nice orderly, uh, you know, vegetable garden and fruit trees and big blooming plants and blooming hydrangea standards and lilies and orchids and all the rest of it. Well, people started to stop by and looking at the house and taking pictures because this garden was fabulous. Well, you know what? It's starting to inspire the neighbors. Pretty soon, all the neighbors had little flower gardens, right? And so you can think about it as, you know, planting a flower and watching the flower grow. And maybe it will inspire your neighbor to plant a flower too. Uh, so it's important to recognize your wins and to sing it from the rooftops. I love it. And you know what? You went from one right into my next because I swear... What I was going to ask you is why is it so important to celebrate the achievements of women so that you can inspire yeah. others? And that is so, so true. And that is one of the hardest things for us to do is kind of, um, here's one of my mugs here, to take up space, to own it, and and to really be proud and loud about everything that you're doing. Because it's not about the ego. It's about... Oh setting an example and giving others permission to do the same. And when we can do that, we all rise. Like that's what we forget is that it's not about ego. It's about really lifting everybody else up. And one thing I love that you said so much, and I, you know, women in underrepresented industries to take on those leadership roles. When I hear that there's an industry that's underrepresented by women, I'm like, run, ladies, run. Because that means for me, I see opportunity. And yeah. I'm like, there's a clear path. And, and you know, we all bring something to the table. So I absolutely love that you have such great role models surrounding you. And, you know, and are just really knocking it out of the park in male-dominated industries and not afraid to step into that success. Super important. Yeah. Gave me goosebumps just with what you're saying. I just got to tell you, and I will say that I, you know, credit to you for that. I learned that from you about, uh, yeah, about really, I mean, the really taking up ownership of it and the importance of that. I learned that from you because I've been, you know, listening to your emails and, and following you. And I think that's something that is key takeaway that I will take and I'm going to pass on to my, you know, my female networks. Uh, I think that's really important. So thank you for, for bringing that forward. Uh, I know that you yourself are incredible. I mean, the stuff that you have, uh, you've just created this, you've created it all. It's all you. I mean, it's just amazing. And uh, you really are making a difference as far as, you know, bringing women forward and inspiring others. And I think one thing that we sort of discovered is that 
you know, especially in male-dominated industries, companies are are looking for somebody to take up that role, take up that leadership role. So if you're working in a in a company or an industry, you know, there's opportunity there for you to to really shine and and absolutely go for it because there's maybe somebody else behind you that is going to take it one step further. We we build upon the women that have brought us here today. If you look at, you know, your mothers or your grandmothers um, or your great grandmothers, it, it, it's steps forward, right? And so we build upon each other's shoulders is really. And so celebrating that and being a leader in your community and bringing forward women's rights, uh, it means that our daughters will have uh, more equality when, when they're our age. And thank you for that. I really do appreciate that. Um, your words mean a lot coming from you because I, I truly do respect you as a woman and as a business leader. So thank you so much, Anna. I, I would like to like switch the gears just slightly and talk about support her for a bit because, um, and then if you're okay, we're, we're going to talk about something else about, you know, taking those opportunities to really recognize those individuals that are inspiring to you to kind of bring them into the fold. But you know, 2024 for us is about really evolving um, the Universal Women's Network by welcoming the men to the conversation that are allies and supporters, not the ones that are pulling us down, but the ones that are actually pushing us forward um, as equals. And so I would really love um, to hear about, you know, how that, what you're, who are the supporters in your world, Anna, um, pushing you forward? Oh, I've been so fortunate. Uh, and one of the things that Morgan Housel talks about success, um, he's a financial writer whom I think I follow. Uh, he talks about, you know, uh, some of it is luck. A lot of it is hard work, but you, but you have to have good people that support you. Uh, so my father has been an amazing supporter. Uh, and there's been a couple of uh, men in the company that I've worked for that have been in incredible. So the first one, uh, his name was Martin Levine. He was a previous president of National Bank Financial. And when I had my baby, my first baby, my husband was suffering from substance abuse and kind of going down the rabbit hole and he lost his job. I took six weeks off of work and I returned to work and I had a cesarean and my husband stayed home and looked after the baby because we had just bought a house and we were going to lose a house if I, I didn't go to work because there was no maternity program at the time. Again, male dominated industry, they were kind of you know, slow to change. Well, I had a conversation with him and what do you know? They created a maternity program and because they created a maternity program, other companies that were in the financial sector created maternity programs for their wealth management advisors. So you can have like this. And that was all just off of, I wasn't, you know, I was just telling him my experience. Right. And then he took that and he ran with it. And because he's a, a, a leader in our industry, he inspired other leaders to make a change too. He gave me uh, recognition and he just listened to me at a time when I needed it most and he validated me as a person I will never forget that I will never forget that and then the other one um, supporter who's been amazing is the current president Jonathan DeRoche of National Bank Financial he's an, inc an incredible supporter and he has not only supported me he supports everybody so I think when you come across people like that they're the kind of person who makes a big difference in a lot of people's lives because they're just incredible leaders and they're it's just they're authentic and generous of spirit and when you are a leader you can have like a tiny little conversation with someone 
you just take five minutes of your time to authentically listen to them, it can make a huge difference. And Jonathan is, uh, you know, in the sort of social media, he's a, he's a leader in the social media and finance. Uh, and he really kind of took me under wing, his wing and he did it in such a kind way. He, you know, would give me pointers, but it was never like, oh, you shouldn't do this. You should do that. He'd say, hey, you know, great job on your video. Uh, that's great. Have you considered doing it, you know, this way? And he did that over and over again. And just, you know, when you're trying something new, I was a single mom, had two kids, you know, little kids, like a two and a four-year-old, you know, is, is trying this, this new thing. And I was struggling, like life was hard. It was not easy. And to have somebody come and just give you that, that little bit of support, a little bit of boost, like don't give up, keep going. You know, it, it kept me going and he gave me really great pointers and just having that positive, you know, supporter who was happened to be a male. I mean, he's just been wonderful. So as a, a man, if you're listening to this podcast, like, my God, you, you have such power to help the women around you. And it, it doesn't have to be this big heroic thing to make a huge impact in somebody's life. It could be, like I said, five minutes of your time authentically listening to somebody giving them your full attention and giving them you know your advice as a leader you can make a huge difference in a person's life so yeah i've had some really great supporters uh it, they happen to be at this company but they've made a huge difference for me and they've they've helped keep me going sometimes when i felt like quitting to be honest mm -hmm. so yeah it's been very beneficial for me well, I love to hear that because you know that I'm a big support her, support her. And um, I hope that the video will and the podcast will be shared with your support hers because I think it's really important for leaders in positions of power, um, especially right now, it's so critical that leaders in positions of power, whether you're a female leading a company or whether you're a man leading a company, if you are leading by example, to be visible. And, you know, to step in and own that spotlight, just as we talked about before, how important yeah. it is for women to do that. What I'm finding is that there's this, well, hold on a sec. There's there's room for everybody else. And, and the really big leaders are kind of a little shy about really yeah. being celebrated, which is, mm, I, I think we have to call them on that, to be honest with you, because... If you set the bar where you're owning that spotlight um, and you're claiming that power provides others the opportunity to do the same. Would you agree? I 100% agree. And I, I think maybe it's one of those things where I imagine, I don't know, I'm not a man, but maybe they just feel uncomfortable. It's like they want to support women, but it's like, what if I say the wrong thing or, I, you know, I, I do something wrong? No, you, you have to celebrate it. And like you say, you'll inspire others to make an even bigger impact. Um, you know, one of the things that I had a, a chat with uh, Laurent Ferreira, he's the CEO of the bank. And I was talking to him about women issues and he has also been a supporter. And what do you know? Uh, he's talking about it in all of his presentations about how he wants to bring forward, you know, women and promote women. And I see that National Bank just uh, named a, a president of one of the 
divisions of the bank is a woman. I mean, it's amazing, right? So yeah, you can have a, a huge impact and it is really important to su- celebrate just like it's important for me to celebrate and sing it from the rooftops. It's important for you to celebrate it and sing it from the rooftops because you ins- that's how you really inspire change. You need both men and women working together to bring change forward. I 100% agree with you. Oh my gosh. I like literally goosebumps. And here's my hype, hype shirt. I wore it for this special occasion today because I think it's, we can make change. And I think it's by being vulnerable and stepping out. Maybe this hasn't been talked about enough. And I'm glad that we are actually shining some light on that. Um, And I, I absolutely think that that the champions and our support hers need that spotlight just as much as we do. Um, I think mm. it's important for them to have that as well um, because they are in the position of power and they can drive change. And obviously <laughs> look at all the change that is made. Like that's just phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah. thank yeah. you, Anna, for sharing so many words of wisdom and sharing your a story and being so authentic. I, you know, one thing I'd love to, for you to share is, you know, what are some of your, I mean, you talk about the meditation and you talk about the philosophy work that you do, but you know, how do you set yourself up for success? You're always in the right mindset. You know, I mean, you're a mom, you, you lead this great career, but how do you keep yourself motivated? Is there any sort of like routine that you're like, it's my daily, it's my weekly. Um, what would that be for you? Ah, so we're talking about self-care. Self-care is incredibly important. I think as uh, for women, trying to do it all, right? Lots of times you're a career person, you've got kids, uh, and sometimes we forget to take care of ourselves. Now, as a parent, obviously, if you're not taking care of yourself, uh, you can't be your very best. It's really important to have self-care for your emotional, mental, and physical well-being. So for me, I have a desk job. I sit on my butt all day and I have so much body energy that I just have to get it out. And I have found that exercise keeps me super positive. It works off any kind of stress from the day. And it's just like a little happy pill. You go out and you work out and you just feel happy. And if you see me working out, I'll have a huge grin from side to side because it just makes me feel incredibly good. And I also find that exercise, uh, like whether it's weightlifting or whatever it is you're doing, it's almost meditative for me. I have one of those sort of monkey brains that's just the like going at 100,000 miles per hour. But when I'm working out, uh, particularly if I'm doing weights, uh, I, I can't do that. I have to think about what I'm doing. And so it, it, it's a way of quieting the mind. It makes me sleep better uh, and it just reduces stress. So I, I cannot emphasize enough that Exercise is very good for your health. I think it's really important to have life within balance. So one of the things that I try to never do, because in the pursuit of success, if you push too hard, you can give up everything else in your life, right? So it's really important to set aside time for your kids and time for you to chill and have a a balanced, happy life. So the weekends, I never do 
work on the weekends. It's for my kids. Uh, when I'm on kid duty, I am on kid duty and that's it. Um, I do do work in the evenings and work during the day, but I make sure that I fit in regular workouts uh, as part of my routine and a healthy diet. I think self-care is really important and lately I've been trying to prioritize sleep a little bit more. <laughs> it's one area I probably don't get enough, but uh, yeah, I think exercise is probably the biggest one, yoga and uh, you know, just having a healthy diet and loving yourself. I love the happy pill as exercise because that is, you know, literally those walks for me were so, so important. I stopped running. I started walking again, but I was just like, oh my gosh, like big grin. And I used to make it actually a little thing where I'd walk by people. I'm like, good morning or good afternoon. Yeah. And I swear they're like, what is she on? <laughs> but I'm like, exercise. <laughs> Hello. I'm on exercise. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I love, and I think it's really important. I mean, you talk about having the weekends as your sacred space and mm-hmm. um, entrepreneurship or carving yourself in your career. It could be easy just to um, work seven days a week. And I am extremely guilty of that. I've actually only just started taking weekends off like the past couple of years. I know it, it just it couldn't have happened any other way. So there is no guilt attached to that at all. But I realized how important carving that sacred space is um, for your own well-being. So anyways, I, I subscribe to everything that you're talking about. Great words of advice. I think we need to remind each other um, a little bit more about that. And if we fall off the apple cart, a little bit of non-judgment, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you always have to give something up, right? To, if you're, you know, so I give up TV in the evenings. It's a lot of sleep. You know, I've been, I, sometimes I've been up till, you know, regularly up till midnight and, you know, working on stuff and sometimes one in the morning, you know. Um, so you, you have to give some things up, but I, I think you can still have it all and have a balanced life. If that sounds balanced to you, I do think you can have it all, but you ha- you will have to give up some things, but maybe those things, you know, like for me, watching TV, eh, I could care less about watching TV, right? Um, yeah, having a, bal- a balanced life, but you have to have those, yeah, sacred spaces. Uh, whatever it is, it has to work within who you are as a person. You have to have it. Otherwise, you just burn yourself up. Beautiful. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I am looking forward to giving you a great big hug in person very, very soon at the awards and um, talking more about how we can really raise the bar to inspire change um, still by, you know, with a common goal of advancing women, but really harnessing the power of our support hers to, to get that happening so we can actually do it a lot faster because um, we need all hands on deck. But this is the Woman of Inspiration podcast. So, you know, my last question is going to be, Anna, what is your definition of a woman of inspiration? Oh, my definition of a woman of inspiration is uh, someone who is bold, who's strategic, who has courage, and who just lives life to its fullest. Mm. That's my, that's my definition. If I had a mirror right now, I'd be like, that's you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the award ceremony. I think it's going to be amazing. And the, the thing that I'm excited the most about is in, engaging with other incredible women. There's going to be amazing women at that event. If you haven't got your tickets, you should get it because it's going to be incredible. And I'm really excited. Well, you know what? And I was building this whole event so that, you know, anybody walking in off the street could be like, I won the lottery. How could you possibly get all these 
incredible people into the room and be inspired, yeah. right? It's, I honestly sit, used to say that the Women of Inspiration Awards, it's like almost like um, if you could bottle that energy, you'd be a gazillionaire because there is truly an energy in the room where you have so much positivity and um, where everybody's just there for a common purpose. So I look forward to seeing you very soon. If people want to learn more about you, maybe tap into that uh, fabulous YouTube that you have and listen to a little bit more of your um, your knowledge and um, your financial wellness, um, where can they find out more about you? Well, they can Google me. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. I'm on LinkedIn. It's Hillbury. H-I-L-B-E-R-R-Y, Anna Hillberry. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the internet. Uh, if you put my name in there, I, I think you should be able to find me fairly easily. Wonderful. And if you are tapping into Anna on LinkedIn or wherever, um, just say, I heard your fabulous podcast. We know where it's coming from. That'd be helpful. But for those of you that are listening or viewing, I just would inspire you to really share this podcast. There is always going to be somebody that needs to listen to, um, the messages that we talk about and especially with inspiring women like yourself, Anna. So thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure. Um, it's Friday and what a great way to end the week. And I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation with you. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here today and uh, an, an honor to know you, to be honest. I'm really looking forward to meeting you in person. And uh, thank you so much for having me. Well, you're very welcome. Have a great day and I will see you okay. very soon. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye.